Here I am. Here he is. Here we is. Back again. Have you guys ever been slapped in the face? Only when I'm a little naughty boy. Oh. <laughs> I don't I don't believe so. No, I don't think so. I don't remember. Hmm. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember. Maybe on a drunk night somebody slapped me in the face for no reason. I don't really know. I've been giving the old slap to the face on the back, the good old five star. Oh, the good old the mm-hmm. good old days when you could uh, abuse your friends and it was a yeah, joke. Yeah, I did. You were I did guilty. that because you were choking. I saved your life, bro. I was breathing. <laughs> oh, and my back was wet. <laughs> yeah, I remember. And now I have a permanent handprint that looks like Sasquatch. Slap. That one did hurt my hand. I remember that. Now, what, 15 years later? 15 years later, my back still has a handprint. Your hand is still tingling. And one of my balls has finally yeah, just I was about to re- bring that up redescended. I... Okay, that wasn't because of me. <laughs> the last one was not because of me. Well, we had a That was a good old case of, of nutball. <laughs> oh, wait, that was because of me. <laughs> yeah, you felt the... You, you I felt thought you were talking nut. about a different... What was the one against the chair? Yeah, that was me when I punched. That was James. Oh. That was the good old open crotch when James gave it, like, the the downward uppercut. (laughs) The downer cut, as you will. I pinned your nuts against the chair at that point. And I did feel really bad at one, because I felt felt what was going on. It was just like... (laughs) You could feel the contour of... The I thought to myself, like, do nuts, can I explode a nutsack if hit hard enough? <laughs> Is this about to happen? Because I'm going to blame it on somebody else. It wasn't me. Which I think is the same thought that Chris had as yeah. his knuckles engulfed. Once you make contact and feel it, you're like, ah, uh, is there consequences to this? <laughs> And then I don't know if it makes it worse when you realize that and then you stop the blow instead of continuing all the way through. Does like that inertia just make my make them carry and like hit some other part of the yeah. body? I I think it's just already a lot it's a lose lose, I think. Yeah. But speaking of one inch punch works. Oh, speaking of lose lose and one inch punch, uh what's the movie for this week, James? You don't you don't think I should say what's- that this podcast. What's the podcast for this week? Oh my god! Well, the, pro- <laughs> the podcast where okay, we yeah. sometimes say the title wrong, sometimes forget to intro. Sometimes this is true. We just talk about often. nut punching. <laughs> That's not often. I'm your host. Sometimes we talk about simps. Um, <laughs> I'm Daffy Duck. Oh, why did it take you so long to remember your name? Because, you know, Elmer Fudd's just fucked me up so many times that I'm tr- I'm having trouble, trouble remembering my own name. Your face has been shot backwards so many yeah. times. But... 
your memory goes in and out. It does. But now that they've changed the the laws in Looney Tune Land where nobody really is allowed to carry guns anymore because of who knows PC culture, then things are looking up for me, you know. Now there's just more stabbing. <laughs> there's a lot more stabbings. <laughs> a significantly yeah. You'd be a bigger amount of stabbings. Well, so we have, you were, what were you, Daffy Duck? I am Daffy Duck. I wasn't Sorry. Daffy Duck. No, I am yes, Daffy Duck. You are Daffy Duck. Uh, okay, you are. Watch, see, yes, my apologies. Uh, let me do my best uh, Daffy um, Your talk. self-impression? Oh, you know what? Does he, is he the one who says, <laughs> fucker and suckatash? Is that him? I have no idea. I think that's Sylvester. What does Daffy sound like? Stallone? Exactly like Sylvester the cat, but jeez, it's like it's just like that same kind of thing. It's like it's like he has the like the lisp. Oh uh, yeah, like he's talking with his tongue out of his mouth. Mike does a pretty good uh, Duck Speedy Gonzalez. Wabbit thieving. I can't do that. That's no, offensive. it's not because you're imitating uh-huh. a mouse. <laughs> Espanol mouse. Chris does a pretty good Wiley Coyote. Oh, I do. Yeah. Hold on one second. Hold up. He's gonna do the Roadrunner. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? Okay, Wiley Coyote. <clears throat> hey, I'm the Wiley Coyote. <laughs> I'm gonna get you, Roadrunner. Oh, I thought for sure you were gonna do the Roadrunner. <laughs> you think I do a mean Wiley Coyote? Just meet me, meet me. I would have appreciated that setup better because I think I could do that one. Hey, just to throw you, just to let you guys know, at around five twenty-ish, there was a, a spike, you f- a lag you spike froze for a second. So yeah. mark that down. Oh God, you who froze? James did. Yeah. And I'm Tom DeLong. Hello there. The angel from my nightmare. The background of the morgue. I'm so sorry. I don't think I, 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 don't think I even I said a name. Tonight. I'm that guy from Limp Biscuit. Fred Durst? Yeah. His cousin, though. Greg Durst. <laughs> <laughs> Why, then why didn't you say that guy from Limp Bizkit's cousin? Because I, I sometimes I'm... like to pose as him. Yeah, wasn't Greg Durst the drummer of Limp Bizkit? I thought he identical was... twin cousins. Yeah, twin cousins. Does that ever happen? Yeah, but just identical. There's no fraternal twin cousins. Mm. So movie now? Can what we talk it? about the movie? Movie this week is Strawberry Milkshake. Um, it's a Ooh. documentary on the history of milkshakes. It's pretty interesting. Most of your guys, how they bring part. all the boys to the yard. Yeah. When all the boys came to the yard, I was really excited. I was like, "Oh my god, that's what that song was talking about all the time." Hmm. I never really knew milkshakes were made from milk. You know. Yeah, What's I had the old? same thing. I thought it was freaking talcum powder. Yeah, this it's... is a good question. What's the difference between a milkshake, a shake, in a, a frap? Is there another word? I believe it's the consistency of that 
the, the thickness. Yeah, the thickness. Got that thick. The, that frap is real thick with two C's, but the but a milkshake is wow. more liquidy, right? Have, I think. But have you ever gone to a place like a lot of times when I travel, a frap isn't a frap is something with coffee. It's more like a oh, a frappe. You mean a frappe? Mm, I don't know. There wasn't an the accent frappy. mark, but like. <laughs> I don't know the if frappo. frap is even just a New England thing. Wait, how is it in Texas? Um, I've never had a f- over here. I've never been what to do you a, order? an ice cream store where they sell fraps. You've never yeah, been to a creamery. I think it's a New England thing, maybe. But are we sure that a frappuccino and a frap are the same? A frappuccino is like a coffee. Yeah, thing. yeah. But I think when people like, I'll see frap on. Oh, even in. I think was it Hershey Park? Even in Hershey Park, there was a frap, and it was coffee. Weird. And it might have been coffee, and I, I don't know if it was coffee and ice cream. I can't remember. But well, there's two ways. I've, there's two. Th- I, I believe there's two ways to spell it. You have frap, which is f a, f r a p, and then frappe. So I okay, think the, no, that I've f- never seen it not frappe. Everyone spells it frappe. I've never seen it frap with just like the p either but i think it's just the thickness of it and it's probably just like a new england thing like a milkshake and a frap yeah i think are so probably too. interchangeable unless you're in new england to mm. where if you're getting a milkshake or a frap a milkshake is very thin yeah more this, milk like a yeah. basically like a flavored milk almost mm-hmm. a little thicker mm-hmm. that's what i agree yeah I've, I've, a slight bit yeah, yeah that's how i picture it but i, I yeah i think it gets I think we use some term. That frap term here is different than. I don't even think it's used other places. Interesting. So a frap is more with the consistency of of ice cream, like a frosty. Like a frosty. Like it's it's super thick, thick. thick. Not that thick. Not that. No, thick. not you can get it through. Not it. That, you can like, get it through the straw. Yeah. but it's still pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Is it thick enough that if I were to just go in <laughs> into it soft, that I would penetrate it? Possibly. It depends on how soft your soft. You could is. probably make a dent in a frap. Mm-hmm. You could make like the dome divot. All right, <laughs> dunk divot dome. James is like, I like to judge. There's only one scientific way to judge <laughs> the hardness of a material, and that's with a soft entry. <laughs> <laughs> that is, it is a pretty good way to judge something. Like, cause think about it like this. Like, okay. Test number one, a cup of milk. Soft mm-hmm. entry, easy. Yeah. Test number two. How soft, how soft is that bed? I don't know. Let me put my penis on it. Test number two, a wall. Now, if I'm trying to go through that wall, soft, it's going to hurt. It's going to smush the old uh, smush the old franken beans and make a like sort Mike of a chili against out a chair. Like <laughs> me against the chair or... Chris's fist against my shorts. <laughs> also, at the same time, you get to measure, I don't know if you call it like formidability or whatever, like how much it will keep a form. Like, you know, in a Tempur-Pedic, you like could poke it and then it will keep the form for a little bit. Yeah. But a glass of milk instantly shapes back. You mean the malleability? Mm-hmm. Yes, that's probably. Yeah, we'll use that. Nice. Yeah, let's go with that. That sounds like like a real word that people use, right? I think so. All right, we got our Karen Jillian, the lady from 
Jumanji and a whole bunch of other stuff. Wait, did, did we get the actual title? We didn't of this get movie? the actual title. Give the people oh. what they uh, want. I'm gonna go with gunpowder milkshake. Sorry, I had the wrong flavor before. It wasn't strawberry. It was gunpowder. Have you ever? Have you guys ever tried a gunpowder milkshake? No. Yeah, Not yet. Yeah. What about you? I always see it on the menu, but I'm just like, mm. I always go for Sounds the I go for the Reese's instead. Metallic. Well, over here in Texas, ninety percent of the milkshakes are gunpowder because you know that's the base. You love their guns over here, and they can't. They gotta like put the extra somewhere, and it's usually in a milkshake. Yeah. Well, that's the cheapest ingredient. There's such an abundance down there. It's cheaper to use that than yeah. It makes people fillers. highly um combustible in the right situation. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you got Karen Jillian. You got. Lena Head Hetty, the lady that played Cersei on Game of Thrones. Uh Carla I don't know Gagano. I don't know how the hell to say her last name. She the the black lady? She is the white lady that uh spoiler alert, ends up dying later in the movie. Oh, oh she was from the, the mummy. From that one Stephen King movie where she's from um, the mummy the new mummy? No, wasn't she the lady from The Mummy? Or no? No, no. you're thinking of a different lady that kind of looks like her. She's the oh. lady from this movie. Uh, it's on Netflix where she, it's a Stephen King book. Oh, she's trying she, oh, Gerald's, Gerald's Game. game. Gerald's mm-hmm. Game, yeah. Yeah. And Paul Giamatti rounds off the cast of people that I know. Oh, yeah. He was, oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he was actually Angela popular. Bass. Yeah, Angela Bass uh, from Angela. American Horror Story. A thank you. Never watched it. Oh, you should watch and you it. get some more people in here, but there's nobody I can really, okay. I really know. So gunpowder milkshake. This was a long one. I watched it as like two one-hour movies. Both felt long. I watched this with high hopes, ended leaving this movie sleepy and missing most of it. So <laughs> I have to say. I don't know if my valuation will be... I don't know how you guys feel about this movie, but this is totally not my type of movie. It has that, like, almost like a Kill Bill, but even more playful or whatever you'd want to call it. I like Kill Bill. So this movie was almost like a female version of... I believe it's The Shooter with Clive Owen. The movie where... Like, women can't have children or, like, some kind of agency can't... There's, like, stealing all of, like, the babies to put them somewhere or harvest women that can have babies. I forget exactly how it goes. Mm. But he's, like, hired to, like, protect... Or he was hired to, like, eliminate some lady or capture some lady and she has a baby and now his entire thing is, like, protecting the baby. And again, Paul Giamatti's the bad guy in this one. Yeah, is that the one when he like is in a diner and like shoots the guy's hand and then shoots, makes him shoot the other person? I believe so. It's also the one at the end of the There's movie. There's a carrot. Paul, Paul Giamatti. Yeah, Paul Giamatti breaks all of his fingers, and then he takes like the bullets out of the gun, puts them in between his broken fingers, and shoots Paul Giamatti with like the fire, as he like sticks his hand into like an open fire that makes the bullets shoot off and kill Paul Giamatti. But yeah. In that movie, he's, like, addicted to carrots, and at one point, he shoots somebody with, like, a carrot. Like, he puts the carrot into, like, the trigger and, like, pulls <laughs> he's it. addicted to carrots? It's like, hey, well, hey. addicted to carrots. It's a There's an intervention going on. Hey, uh, we got we got to let you know, um, you're eating too much carrots, man. 
Is that is that basically if you like that movie, like the shooter, you'd like this movie. I never seen shooter, but it, now that you, I do love carrots, so I might give it a give it a whirl. Give it a whirl. I thought this was like a a good like senseless shooter kind of movie. Yeah, I I agree, but I also disagree. But it's not Chris's cup of tea. It's not my. I would never watch. I I I I didn't like a single moment of this movie. Chris, have you ever watched Bombshell? Blonde Bombshell. No, what's that? Is that what it's called? Is that uh, the one with Jennifer Lawrence? Which one are you talking about? Charlie's um, Theron. Theron. I've never seen that one. No. Wait, is that the one where she's like um, John wicking it up in so in Germany in Berlin? I don't know. Are you talking about Sucker Punch? No. Then I don't know. No. I've never seen Blonde Bombshell. I don't even know. I've heard the name, but I have no idea. This seems like Sucker Punch almost. It's I've never watched that one either. Sucker Punch with no, the I like Sucker Punch. The girl that you met in in the forest. At, um, no, you're thinking of Kick Ass. No, that's Kick Ass. Yeah, okay. I like that Sucker movie Punch. Too. Sucker Punch is like this uh, little this girl. Spoiler, spoiler alert! Is like it takes place in like her imagination or something like that, doesn't it? No, I, I think she's at some like weird mansion that like has these girls as like dancers or something. They're kind of like prisoner dancers. So then she goes into her imagination when she dances. She's also like imagining like this whole different thing going on, and there's like this animation, animated world, and whatever. Yeah. I, I don't know. I thought it was an interesting movie. I don't. Exactly but it's like the entire story. time you think that she's going through like this giant battle, but it's all just like oh her yeah, imagination. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's like her way of escaping her current life of like being yeah. kind of a prisoner. Have we talked about the movie with Chloe, whatever her name is? Chloe Keats Moran's or whatever. Chloe, the girl that Which, Chris met at uh, Breakout. Oh, are you, ta- are you talking about Kickass? No, now I'm Kick-Ass. talking about a movie where it's it's on Netflix where she's a female pilot fighter in like during World War Two. Not a clue. I've never heard of it. I suggest watching that next. Actually, oh, for the podcast. Yes, I want to see what you oh. guys think about it. It's pretty All interesting. Right. We can figure that out after. Yeah. Let's start this bit. All right. I Let's do it up. So 20 minutes in. Ha- we barely named anything. Scene one, opening to a diner. And this... Oh, I guess scene one's like, this lady's killing a bunch of people. They don't really show it, though. And then she goes and meets her daughter at a diner. There's milkshakes. And then she goes like, whoops, I killed the wrong person. Whatever. She's like, I'm out of here. She disappears. The daughter grows up also an assassin. So now the daughter kills. Well, I guess it's like two storylines kind of going on at once. She killed a guy who was like important, like this guy's son. Yeah, she was contracted to kill the guy. Because he stole some money from. No, that was. No, this is the other storyline. So there's first she kills those people in the hallway. Right, she opens the Who door. She, but she was contracted to kill those guys. Yeah, and but the, then the, because the other guy steals the money, yeah, so they have to flip on her. Yeah, yeah. So then, so she kills one guy who like is gonna be like his dad's mad about. But then she also takes this other job with her like boss, where the accountant stole a bunch of money, so she has to go get it back. She goes to the accountant, and he's like, "Wait, you don't understand. I have to answer this phone call." 
she just ki- shoots him in the stomach, answers the phone call and realizes that they they kidnapped these people kidnapped his daughter, his like eight or, uh, eight year old daughter, and he was gonna pay them off. So now she's like, whoopsies, I probably shouldn't have killed this guy. So he's like, will you please like go to the money drop and get my do- like get my daughter back? So she tries to bring she brings him to the, this weird hospital. Yeah, where they, all they do is get high off of laughing gas. The apparently, doctors don't seem to do seem much. Qualified, yeah. Well, this is like the the doctor. For it's like the assassin's this, doctor. Like, this is, yeah, yeah. So they don't have to go to a hospital yeah. where they ask a bunch. This of place questions. it kind of reminds me. This movie reminds me a bit of John Wick with the whole library. It's yes, like, it, it's a lot like that with the whole underground assassins guild. Yeah, and then they world. gotta go in there and they. They exchange their weapons through a bunch of books, which there's mm-hmm. got to be a lot of money going into book covers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it doesn't seem worth it. Like, yeah. Well, it seems like they just hollowed out actual books. That's a lot mm-hmm. of time. It is. How do you get a bazooka? But what, it, what kind of book holds bazooka? Like a a giant. It'd be like map. a chil- children's picture book. <laughs> yeah, the world's yeah. largest children's picture book. Yeah, and it weighs a lot. Well, this is a pretty hefty book. Can I check this one out? You want to check out Dr. Seuss? Gordon, here's a who with life-size pictures of the elephant? Yeah. I mean, if they were checking out Dr. Seuss, that's a really thin book. The weapon in there, I can assume... Ninja stars. Throwing stars. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, so, so she... Even those guys who kidnapped that guy's daughter, like they had an elaborate plan of like changing the money over Oh my god, this yeah. gets us to our first horrible fight scene though. So her boss is mad because she's like, Oh, I got the money, but I gotta go try to get, save this girl and he's like, Just bring the money back and she's like, No, I gotta go do this. So he sends three like henchmen to like get the money from her. The knuckleheads, is that what you call the them? The knuckleheads. Or boneheads, mm-hmm. I can't remember. But uh and then that fight scene was already just like ridiculous. I don't know. I'm not into like movies like this. What do you guys think? It's like a chore- choreographed yeah. fight scene. Yeah, just like so bad. It was just so bad. I do like the guy getting hit in the face with a bowling ball at the like to end the. Oh, fight. Yeah. it's like yeah. she rolls the ball at. His I face. thought it was gonna go for the nuts, honestly. <sighs> but he, she put a little spin on it, and it hit him right in the face. And I appreciate that because <laughs> me being quite the bullsman, I can put a little top spin on my on my gutter balls. Nice. Right into the it looks like it's gonna go into the right gutter. Boom, right into the, the left. The best is when you throw it on the right side, but you put so much spin it covers the whole lane. So it goes all the way to the right side and then does a complete like almost yeah. ninety degree turn into the left gutter. It's, yeah, you juke you juke the pins. Like yeah, not today, yeah. pins. Not, yeah. The worst part is you put so much spin on it, it's only about six feet in front of you, and it's already gone from one side of the gutter to the other. <laughs> and then it just slowly rolls. Ever, and it doesn't even make it into the back of the gutter. It gets stuck, so it's like the next ball that gets thrown hits that. So now there's three balls stuck in the gutter, and they won't roll either way. I don't even remember the last time I bowled. I really I really dislike bowling. They don't have you shoes your size, them. do they? How dare you? No, they do, but they're usually very dusty. I go, 16s, please. And they go... And they just hand you clown shoes. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, actually, this guy here's, sometimes here's goes your... outside to advertise as Bozo the Clown. Here you go. <laughs> here's your rainbow <laughs> wig, your red nose, and your shoes. I'm like, this doesn't seem necessary. They They're didn't like, get a oh, rainbow the wig. clown's here. Everybody, the clown's here. 
And then you're like, I'm no, like, no, ma'am, I'm bowling. I'm not a clown. And then they're like, oh, well, the clown gets free pizza. And I go, what did I meant? I am the clown. Give me that nose and a wig. And then they hand you the bowling ball and it's squeaky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's actually pretty good. I remember Chris doing his best clown impression when he was like, want to know how I got these scars? And then the kids were freaked out. I'm like, Chris, that's the wrong clown. <laughs> And then I was like, they all float down here. Everybody <laughs> floats down here. It's like Chris only knows horror clowns. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, where were we at? Oh, yeah, bad fight scene. And then they do, she does like the money drop, but it was like, was the backpack rigged to explode? No, the guy had a grenade. Like all the guys oh, end up okay. turning against each other. I didn't look at that one point. Yeah, and the, and one guy like... They all shoot each other, like the the people who would. So they give the girl over and take the money, but then they shoot each other. And the best part was actually my favorite part of the movie happened right here. If you guys can guess it, when she stabbed him in the heart. Oh yeah, you sicko! I knew it. But not only it made like he was wearing a Dracula mask, so she drove the stake through his heart. I was like, James won't be able to test his softer ability thing right now. I know that. Oh, yeah. No way I'm going to penetrate a human heart <laughs> that way. Until after she stabbed him. I'd have, then, I'd have to watch six hours straight of, uh, of Too Hot to Handle in order to freaking be able to penetrate human <laughs> skin with my old dong. <laughs> Ooh, now that we're now that we're bringing up too hot to handle, I want to bring up real fast the fact that I hate the fact that Cam almost won. Oh, because yeah, yeah, that would have been horrible. He was so he annoying. just he just did that same role that the kid did the first season, which was be a complete d bag and then like slightly change. Where they're like everybody's like, "Wow, I'm so proud of how much Cam has changed," even though like the night before. It's like, all right, we're going to find out who wins. He's like, you know what? I am going to like go out with Emily now and not go in the shower with Tabitha or whatever hell her name is. Like, he didn't change that much. And then you feel bad after the season ends. You look up like what everybody's doing now because Marvin wins. But then you look up and last year he was on like four different shows that were all like exactly the same, but in like France. Yeah, it makes sense. Well, all those people just apply to reality shows. But, but he got on, like, four different ones. Yeah. And it was all, like, the same thing, like, Love Island, France, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's lame. And then you think that, like, him and, uh, what's her name, Melinda? Something, whatever sort of, yeah. her name is. Have, like, this really good relationship. And then, like, right after filming stops, he, like, something happens between them, and he just ghosts her. And now she's dating freaking Peter. Oh, yeah. The I short that. little weird guy. You know what I didn't like about this season? I, I don't remember if we talked about it, but I, I de- Joe definitely said it. Was uh, I didn't like that it was based more around like a relationship what, instead of like around actual personal development and like trying to like focus on connecting with people. Because I really yeah. like the cowboy kid, Nathan, I think. Nathan. But he didn't end up dating these people but then the other two are like oh they're my girlfriend now like that was the biggest accomplishment yeah mike are you in the house from little house of horrors 
this is my uh my living room. He painted you mean. and grew a grass chair. <laughs> yep. I see your um, giant seven inch big screen TV right there in the back. Yeah. It's over here. Yeah. Um all right, back to the movie. So thing explodes, stabs the guy in the heart. She's like, Alright, I'm gonna bring you back to your dad and uh she gets she gets a uh, the Goonie guys call the freaking Paul Giamatti, and it's like, "Hey, we uh, she got away from us." And the doctor tells them, "It's like she's gonna come back to this place because the dad's here." So he's the Goonie guys ask, uh, not the guys from the Goonies, but the guys that are the goons. Hey, you guys. Um, he's like, "Can we take lethal force?" And he's like, "Do whatever you have to to get her." So, the doctor devises a plan. He's like, I'm going to stab her with this thing that's going to make her arms go limp. And she goes into the room. They're real sad because the dad had died from, like, bleeding out or whatever. And the doctor comes in. He's like, oh, look, you got shot. I have to give you this shot for your arm to make you, like, make you feel better. And she's like, no, I'm okay. Like, you don't have to do that. And he, like, gives the old surprise attack and paralyzes both of her arms. And she tells the little girl, it's like, okay, you need to... I want to know how that worked, by the way. That drug that just targets your arms, specifically, how? Well, it's like a Novocaine, almost. But, yeah, I don't know how it would paralyze your arms. And, two, I don't know how she was pulling the trigger on the gun if her hands are paralyzed. I think she was just swinging her arms as hard as she could and hoping that the fingers How would you pull the trigger, though? I don't know. You couldn't pull the trigger, but anyway, that's we'll just ignore that for like the cinematography of this next scene, where she has the little girl tape a knife and a gun to her hands and tape like uh, the metal doctor plates to the back of a chair. She rolls out, gets into a fight with the guys that she just beat the crap out of at a bowling alley, where she's just like spinning, kicking, stabbing. She runs up a wall at one point and run like basically almost does like a three stooges style, like run in a circle, but actually runs up the wall, runs up the ceiling and runs back down the wall um, in this little hallway. And she like stabs and shoots a bunch of the guys and she gets hit a little bit but not really much at all and then the last guy she kicks a giant ceramic tooth onto his face and crushes his head and then paul giamatti says like i can't protect you anymore everybody's coming after you it's like you gotta it's like sorry we had to do this we're gonna let the the russians know it was all you and that you're just like some kind of rogue assassin that went off the rails when she did it wasn't wrong kind of but she was hired to kill the Russian people. But now that she didn't return the money, they're gonna tell her, tell the Russians that it was just her idea to kill the kid. He was in like the wrong place at the wrong time. Uh, so she's about to kill the doctor, and the little girl says like, "No, don't kill him." And she's like, "You got spared by an eight-year-old girl." And the girl says, "I'm eight and three quarters." Oh, yeah. And then they get into a car, and she's like, "Okay, you're gonna have to drive the car. Like, you're gonna have to steer and shift." I'll press the gas and this the brake. This part made no sense at all. Yeah, so then she becomes a professional driver in the matter of about 14 seconds because the first eight seconds is her, like, doing the classic I don't know how to drive kind of style where it's, like, stop and go and, she, like, 
her directing her how to turn and everything. And then she becomes a professional stunt driver as the, the bad guys show back up again. There's a theme in these movies that we watch where young like girls are professional race car drivers. Yeah, they get just thrust into action and it's like, all right, my adrenaline's kicking in and now I'm I know how to drive cars perfectly. Yeah. So there's a whole chase scene inside the parking garage where the henchman gets his head cut off by a forklift and the other one just dies in like a car crash. The parking scene was the least realistic part. Like cuz how did she even know that spot was there when she reversed into it? Oh, I don't know. But yeah, they go they drive through the entire thing. She backs into a spot and the only reason they find her is because the girl accidentally beeps the horn trying to stay low. I've never accidentally uh, beeped my car. Oh, I wouldn't say well, never. Well, the girl's not normal. Like, the girl hasn't ever sat in the driver's seat. But I will say, how do you miss the only red car in the whole parking garage? Especially when you're slowly driving through on a singular floor and you're looking to kill somebody. Yeah. You're going to be a little more thorough than that. Um, so then she gets away but one of the guys lives so he follows her back to like where the the mother has been hiding out for all these years and she apologizes because she made the same mistake that the daughter did and went against what the firm wants to happen and killed somebody because they were threatening like her family or whatever so she had to leave her so that she wouldn't put her in danger and the guy calls all the assassins in like the local area to come take out Wait, this so girl Wait so specifically there is is there like a little sector of assassins that are just all females and the rest are all guys? I was confused by the library. See, seemingly so. Those are like the the female assassins. And the female that, assassins are the best, allegedly? Apparently, because the four of them ta- end up taking out like a hundred dudes. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they go to like the the mother's house like they go down the elevator at which point they should all be dead because the elevator door opens to about 100 assassins that could have just opened fire the second the door is open because it doesn't really matter who's in that elevator when the door is open you just kill everybody that comes down the elevator i don't like how this uh, movie portrayed male assassins there's it's a real stigma right now in the world that where they're saying that male assassins are stupid and they don't know how to kill. That's why John Wick retired. Yeah. Oh, that's true. He couldn't take it. He's like, he tells people I'm an assassin. They're like, oh, so you're an idiot. Yeah. Here's a buffoon. Why hire a man, a hundred men to do with three librarians can do. So the girl goes to pull the gun on him. One on the assassins, and she just flings the gun because her hands are still paralyzed, hits him in the forehead. To which point they all start to react like, "Quick, get them!" And like the elevator door closes again. They go down to the laundry room. There's like a secret tunnel that leads them out of it. So they go through the secret tunnel. They go to the library. The ladies are mad at Cersei for being gone for so many years and never like saying anything about it even though she had to disappear to protect everybody but they were still mad at her for never saying anything the the main character lady is like take the little girl and go like i'll hold them off and the mother's like no like i'm gonna stay here with you and she's like no i can do it myself so they all like leave the all the librarian ladies have a heart to heart with the mother while 
the girl from Jumanji is like fighting four different guys and she's kind of winning and then all of a sudden she starts getting beat up by four. Does anybody ever visit this library thinking it's an actual library and then they want um, an actual book but they get a gun instead? That's a good question. I don't know. Because otherwise, why even have the ruse of a library? Yeah. I mean, there was the one book that they gave her a real book at one point. Who was it again? It oh, was, the uh, little one. Huh? Yeah, she gave that little, like, Agatha Christie book or something. Yeah, Agatha Christie. Is that what it was? So they must have real books, but you must have to ask for, like, a specific book if you want to like, Oh, I, I see you guys have the Harry Potter set. Oh, no, that's just there for show. It's like you have show books. Yeah. <laughs> we just want to look like... It's kind of like Blockbuster back in the day where they just have, like, placeholders. Ah, like there was an actual mm-hmm, VHSs mm-hmm. on the shelf. So can I see they the, the can VHSs. I see the book? Can I can I read the summary? No, no, no. Speaking of placeholders, I went to Salem Willows yesterday. Nice. What? And Mike, this is great girl stomping as ever. I know. Mike wouldn't answer. I needed some help on how to get tickets. Those sweet, sweet tickets. After like ten dollars, I only had like a hundred tickets, and then oh, and then were we playing skee ball. I did start with that. And then, um, so anyway, there was like a little pool float. And I was like, oh, I had enough for that. So, okay, I had 580 tickets because, thankfully, because of this Monopoly game. And then, which gave me 400 in one turn. And I was like, okay, this was where I should have been. This little girl was hogging it the whole time. So there was this little tube and... I was like, give me the tube, lady. And she was like, we're all out of tubes. And I'm like, there's two up there. You can't give me one of those. And she's like, no. But really, I wanted this hat. But the hat was 700 And I go, well, then can you give me the hat? And she's like, yeah, I'll give you the hat. So I got it at a discount. Oh, oh nice. Mm-hmm. So you just have to find out the product that they don't That's exactly have and what that was my exact thing. I was like angle up a little. You bit. go, "Hey, do you have everything on this wall?" They go, "We don't have that." I go, "That's what I wanted." <laughs> That's oh, it. damn, I really wanted that thing. It's like, "Sir, you only have 500 tickets." Can I I'll have, have the place. I'll have the please. I'll have the yeah, the PlayStation 5, please. That's 100,000 tickets. Well, I know. And you only have 500. But you were sold out of the squeaky bat that I originally <laughs> I've had my eye on that squeaky bat all day, actually. Yeah. And I spent this a lot of money. I skipped my bar mitzvah to get the squeaky bat. <laughs> They're like, you don't, you're not Jewish, are you? I'm like, no, but I had to skip it anyway. I was thinking about having one no matter what. But the squeaky bat caught my eye. All right, so fight scene breaks out in the library. There's a cool montage of fighting. I like the Asian lady's uh, chain chain weapon thing there. It kind of reminded me of like Sub Zero almost from Mortal you Kombat. You mean Scorpion? You mean finish yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I suggest you jump off a building now, sir, because you insulted me and you insulted I shall. everyone I know. Goodbye, crew world. Embarrassing. Bye. Scorpion. That was me falling and farting. What's your favorite combo in Mortal Kombat? My favorite combo is XX circle back up triangle. Mm -hmm. 
What about yours? My favorite combo is when I'm not allowed to touch the ground and somebody just keep like when somebody's <laughs> really good at it and I don't even get to press a button and my health is like 97% gone and then I stand up and I try to block a kick and I still lose. My favorite combo is where the person's going to do a move and I in real life karate chop the controller out of their hands <laughs> and then in the virtual game I karate chop their head up. Nice. My favorite combo is a uh, number six. Ooh. Hold the pickles. Ooh, the spaghetti basket. <laughs> the goddamn spaghetti. We'll basket. hold the pickles, I guess, on the spaghetti basket. Um, <laughs> we don't. Usually we weren't gonna put, put pickles. pickles on it anyway. <laughs> yeah, but I had to make sure you weren't gonna put pickles. I actually want to see you put the pickles in and then hold them, please, because then I don't believe you were actually intending on holding That's the pickles. A good point. You mm-hmm. hold the pickles and I'll hold my pickle. <laughs> I'll take a number six. Hold my pickle, please. (laughs) (laughs) Sir, this is a sub shop. Yeah, I want the meatball sub with the happy ending. The the customer is always correct. Am I? Am I right? So hold my pickle. The guy's like, God damn it! This is why I didn't want to get into the sub business. (laughs) He goes to talk to the manager. Hey, the customer wants his pickle held. You. Just hold his pickle, or you're fired. I'll, I'll tip you real good. I would like the number six hold hold my sausage. It's <laughs> like that's a sausage sub. Yeah, I know. Hold my sausage. Okay, I'll take a number eight. Right, right, now insert the sausage <laughs> in my anal cavity, please. Oh my! <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. <laughs> Giant fight scene. <laughs> girls are winning then the tides start to turn except for the asian lady who just beats the hell out of the guy with the chain and the black lady beating the guy up with the hammer she puts like the hammer in the dude's mouth which was the most messed up one she's just like carrying the guy around the room with the hammer like the hammer claw in his teeth uh for most of it yeah until he gets like shot by his friend i think uh and then she hits the guy in the face with the hammer And then that one lady dies, the lady from whatever, American Horror Story. She dies after she gets into a fight with one of, like, the main protagonists who steals, like, the the little girl back. And it's like, all right, main character lady, meet me at that diner. And she's like, it's the safest place I can go because they don't allow guns at that diner. And she's like, Mom, what's plan B? And the mother's like, I don't have a plan B. And she's like, but mom, you always have a plan B. You had a plan so B drives... the day that you, you I was conceived me. and it didn't work, didn't it? <laughs> I came out holding it and I was like, what the fuck is this? What is you this? You tried to do this? <laughs> I was holding the plan B in hand. The doctor was surprised. Um. So then she drives to this diner that looks like it's stationed at the top of a mountain in Fallout 3, where it's just like, it looks like it's a deserted area. So she drives there, she meets with the Russian guy, and he's talking about how he's going to like skin her alive and stuff like that. And then the waitress comes over and asks if he'd like like a slice of pie or something. Charlie Day's... Yes. Uh... Yeah. Charlie Day's wife. Interesting comes over and it's like would you like a slice of pie and he's like no thank you i didn't want anything and then the lady's like i really think you should consider like the the pie and the guy's like if you don't stop trying to ask me and then you hear like the shotgun like chick chick sound and he looks up and it's the girl's mother and it's like 
we did have a plan B. And all the waitresses are the ladies from the library, which I don't know how none of the henchmen realize this. Imagine walking in so, and they just <laughs> don't notice that. It's, but it doesn't make sense either because the whole point of the diner is that nobody has guns. Yeah, and then they flip the script and it's like, but because we're women and we work together, they let us in with our guns, even though all the guys only have like knives and stuff. Although that away. kid did have a gun. The did, the nephew uh, kid end up having a yeah. gun. So that was like, what's the point? Like the whole premise of meeting there was that no one would have guns. They're like, the trick was we did have guns. I'm like, we had the guns and the ladies yeah. and we're friends with that waitress. So she let us in. So it goes into another slow motion scene where all the women start shooting the hell out of the guys as they try to like stab them. The Asian lady gets slashed across the eye, but still still shoots everybody else. And then the kid tries to jump out the window. And as he's like dolphin diving out the window, he gets shot dead. And then the redheaded main character lady's like, we need to like figure out a way to make sure that they don't chase us anymore. So she sends the eight-year-old girl to Paul Giamatti's house dressed as a Girl Scout for seemingly no reason. This guy sh should have instantly drawn some red flags for this man who is clearly a dumbass. And he was like... Who says it's a Girl Scout even though she doesn't have cookies and she's holding no, a book? he did know. He he went and basically... No, 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 no. But I'm talking about like the bodyguard oh, yeah. who goes and says like there's a Girl Scout outside. So he goes out with his gun to say like, I'm going to kill this like kill her for myself gets outside and it's like oh so you're the girl that's caused all this commotion what do you got there and he takes the book out of her hand and, and the piece of paper falls on the ground says look into your heart and he's like look into your heart and he looks down and you have like the sniper dot right on his chest and the main character girl calls up the phone that the little girl's holding puts it on speaker and it's like let the firm know that this is over you're not looking for me anymore it's like if you try to come after me. I know everybody's house address. I know everybody's family. I will hunt them down one by one and kill all of them and let them know that this little eight-year-old girl, and she says the eight and three-quarters joke again, and it's like, sorry, eight and three-quarters-year-old girl saved their lives. And then he counts to ten, and the movie ends. Really, really disappointing ending, actually. Yeah, very, very anticlimactic. Well, I don't. I just think the whole thing was disappointing. Like, I didn't understand, the, like, the point of the whole movie, essentially. Yeah, it's very strange, because she, like, she's this assassin lady that's, like, killing everybody. And I wish it ended in, like, there's, like, that little small scene where she has a nightmare that the little girl shoots her in the face. Which would have been, like, such a great ending to be, like, her avenging her father by shooting I would love that. The and face. then it starts, like, that girl's now. This girl was too forgiving. Assassin. She killed mm -hmm. her father. I'd be way more pissed at her. Well, yeah, probably. You would think. But, but now that she saved her, she's more understanding for some reason. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Let's get on to that rate. Yeah, let's rate this bay. I don't have a scale, but like I said from the start, it wasn't like a like a great movie, but it was a good like sh just straight up shooter kind of movie. Like I said, if you like the shooter, you'll like this movie. Uh it's just like 
it's literally just like an all female, not all female cast, but like a main female cast version of Shooter. I have a scale. Okay, on a scale of how many bullets you don't want to get shot by. Wait, that you'd want to get shot by. Okay, with the best being zero and the worst being 10, I would give this nine bullets. How many times was 50 Cent shot? Nine times? I don't know. I don't know. So this is like a, Chris's rating is like a 50 Cent shooting. Shot. Yeah, definitely not for me. I, I didn't enjoy a single part of the movie, I think. I'll give this movie, on a scale of Jackie Chan movies, this one is for sure a tuxedo. What's the name of the tuxedo movie? The tuxedo. I think it's. I think it's the tuxedo. Yeah. yeah this is. Love Hewitt. This is on this on the scale of the tuxedo, because um, probably one of it was nine. To, Fifty was shot nine times. One of my least favorite Jackie Chan movies, but it did have Jennifer Love Hewitt in it. I do love and me still Jackie Chan. It's still Jackie Chan, and there was some action. So, more like Jackie the man. More like Jackie hand me a trophy because you're such a great actor. Whoa! Jackie more like sure more like going. Jack me hand because I'm using it. <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna partake in that. <laughs> Anybody Ooh. have a um, movie pitch? Movie pitch. I have one called Strawberry Milkshake, where <laughs> oh. it's about two female assassins who meet at a diner and order strawberry milkshakes and then just have a nice conversation. Nothing the, killing really. The milkshake was poisoned. I like that. It's Except like, for the milkshake was poisoned. Everybody's always interested in yeah. the assassins, like what they do. In the killing. In the killing, but, but nobody ever talks about to them the about time. how their day was, what their hobbies are exactly. from killing are. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, so you know how there's a bunch of movies? I just thought of this one right now on the spot. You know how there's a bunch of movies that take place in like very confined spaces, like the phone booth, like the man on the ledge. The coffin those one. Those kind of movies. Yeah, like the Ryan Reynolds buried. What about the stall where it all <gasps> takes place where a guy's taking a dump? I actually like that a lot. That's actually that's like, a great if, idea. Like he's going to the bathroom, but he has to solve some kind of problem while still going to the bathroom. And it's like we have cameras on the inside of the bowl, so if you stop pooping, no, or or to... it's like that mixed with speed, where like it's like you when he sat down, it triggered like a landmine, and it's like a pressure sensitive bomb, like he can't get off the toilet. Or it will explode. Yeah. Oh, there's also a movie like that on Netflix. Is it called The Mine or something like that? Oh. It's like a soldier. I it's like called down. I've seen the trailer. It's that really famous movie called The um, you think gonna hurt The Locker. Hurt Locker. No, this one is like a guy is like in the desert and he mm-hmm. nails down and he's like, I just activated a landmine. Like if I move, I'm dead. And it's like his squad is 30 minutes away. What will he do to survive? Oh, this kind of reminds me of The Five Bloods. Have you guys seen that on Netflix? No. There's no, the no. one scene with the landmine. Well, it's a good movie with the late, great Chadwick Boseman. So now, 
what would happen if in my movie that I was just talking about the stall, if the guy cut his ass off in order to keep the pressure on the seat? But no, then you're... he'd have if he when he no, once he no got up, weight. he'd lose the the rest of the yeah. body weight. So if he cut his ass in back of his legs off, I think the key here is to take such a massive dump that he can. It would basically weigh as much as him, and it would keep the pressure on the toilet. No, he picks it up out of the toilet. I was actually going to say the twist is the opposite, that it's such a sensitive weighted seat that if he poops at all, the weight will change, will set off the explosive. So he has to go to the bathroom really bad. Like, this guy has diarrhea. person slipped him laxatives. Yeah, exactly. And now he's sitting there, and he can't go to the bathroom, or the, the toilet will explode. So you're saying then, that because like, the subtitle, should... it could be like the stall uh, explosions happen in there or something. I don't know. Some kind of subtitle where it's like he's about to blow up that bathroom Oh, something like that. Nice. What about if the explosion? So along those lines, but to counteract the explosion, he has to explode it so hard out of his butthole that it launches him out of it, the like he jet packs out to safety yeah that could be the end it, it, it turns the bomb he hit it explodes so hard that the bomb deactivates yeah <laughs> what would be the how what would be the story i like this is the interesting premise i'm just trying i guess you could make up whatever storyline you who want would you hire? What was the telephone who would be the actor the leading actor paul giamatti oh <laughs> no uh I don't know. I think I'd I'd have Wayne Sophia Figara. I think. What about you guys? Stall like she's in the stall. Yeah. What? (laughs) Sophia Figara. It would be kind of like, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Uh, You know, like, like half broken English a lot. I like it. It's good. Yeah, I like that too. She doesn't understand the guys like the ransom guys like instructions. Yeah. Interesting. Or Liam Neeson, maybe. Liam Neeson comes out of retirement. Oh. Like, I have a certain set of skills. It's like, yeah, well, you also have <laughs> So try getting up that toilet. <laughs> uh, I like Liam Neeson. That's, that would be a good cast, I think. I really like that Ooh. idea. That one that one has some what legs. A- that one we could film ourselves. Yeah. What about Jean-Claude Van Damme? Opening scene. He's he kind of like, he's yeah, he's splitting his way into the like the way that John Claude, <laughs> the way that John Claude Van Damme poops installs is he, he splits from the very top of the stall and lowers himself onto. He the never seat. touches the seat. They were like, we tried to get him, but he never touches the seat. <laughs> I really, I actually really like that idea, Mike. I think that one. That one oh, has some legs. You guys have tips for these people? Uh, hold on, we gotta do the oh word of the day. Oh my god, first. why can I never keep the order? Word of the week day or day. Word of the week day. Word this week. I, it's uh, a term I've been hearing a lot. I don't know if it's specifically related to video games and basketball, but it's selling. Uh, selling or sell like, sell or selling oh is it like 
when you flop and like you're trying to sell it? No. Is it I think like it could be applied to other things too, not just this. Oh, ah, okay. Is but it I mainly hear it when. Here. Is it when you have twins, like twin babies, but you only wanted one, so you try to sell the other one on the basketball court? Yeah, on a basketball court. <laughs> get, get your get your baby there. Loser has to sell their twin. All right, let's go. Game on. Hut buttery babies here and get your baby. <laughs> I'm all no, out of guesses. Mike, Mike, do you know? Uh, could you use it in a sentence? Um, Mike just airballed for the sixth straight time. I think he's selling. You think I'm selling? I air. Hmm. He's throwing it. Yes. Oh, that'd be interesting. Throwing, throwing the game, either intentionally or unintentionally. Like you're just. Oh, he just smoked that layup. He's selling. You know. Ah. Hmm. I hear it a lot in uh, YouTube basketball. Interesting. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought of that. I guess in that sentence, it makes me think of it. But yeah, I, w- I wouldn't use that. I would say in general, I'm not really purposely losing. Yeah, I would just say selling. Mike sucks. I'm just, I just suck. Yeah, it's more likely. It's like, oh, he's going for a wide open layup and he airballed it. it. <laughs> <laughs> he threw it over the backboard. It's like, you know, when you suck so bad, people think you're you're selling. Nah, I just suck, my man. The word of the week is levisering. <laughs> when you suck so bad that people think that you're selling. You're a uh-huh. sab- saboteur of sorts. What about the uh, the soft tip of the week? The consensual soft tip of the week. So soft, James can leave an indent in mm-hmm. it with his soft tip. Mine is check out Sexy Beasts on Netflix. Oh, did you watch it already? I've watched I think four episodes. There's only six of them. It goes by pretty quickly. They're apparently they're they're 22 minute episodes, but they do not feel like they're 22 minutes long. And it's real fun to like try to think of what this person looks like. Do they like. show you after? They show you yeah. So it's it's set up in a way that the main person like the person that's Mm -hmm. looking for the date it's like they tell you their background and then they get set up on three like like speed dates with these people in like the masks and then they have to eliminate one of them and then they reveal what that person looks Uh, like to like the person that didn't pick them in the two other contestants and then the two contestants that are left go on like a actual date with Mm -hmm. the the person and then they have to pick out of those two people and then they reveal what those other two people look like and then like the main reveal is the person that won of like the the person that wanted to go on the date is like all right here comes that person that i want to go on on like an actual like unmasked date with and then it reveals that person is there anywhere it's the actual person's face is is that animal face that would be really interesting. I wish. I also wish that they sprinkled in some like unattractive people. Well, that's with all the things. That's like love it's is like blind. It's like the saddest part of thing. it. Yeah. To where it's like a lot of the time I feel like, yeah, even like their personality may be great, but I think you still have to have that physical attraction. So if you were to be like, all right, we have this really great 
personality person, but they're like a, a four, mm-hmm. you're still going to be like, wow, I'm real disappointed with who I picked. So they have like a bunch of like sevens, eights, nines, and tens just disguised as animals mm, and like sense. mythological creatures. But yeah, it's still worth checking out just to try to play the guessing game of what does this person actually look like. This from this brings up another show pitch in lines with what we were talking earlier, but instead you're picking your date based off of uh the candidate's how poo-poo. soft their penis is. Ah, so you go into the bathroom after yes. the person. And now you're gonna determine like do I want to date this per this person and look like they had explosive they have diarrhea? A great diet. <laughs> I don't want to date this person because they have a bad diet. While this person had a firm greenish brownish log. So it's like love it first flush. Yeah. I think that you should have a dating show where it's kind of like that whole love is blind type deal, but it's also like almost like a mixture of love is blind and the circle where you have to say if you want to marry this person or like go out on a date with this person like not knowing what they look like sound like or like kind of anything about them just to put that whole like is it personality versus physical appearance yeah like have them do almost like a like a catfish style thing mm, where it's like mm-hmm. they've been talking for X amount of time and now they're finally going to meet because 95% of the time it's somebody that's like we know each other on such like a deep emotional level like I think I'm going to like them no matter what they look like and then it's a dude and you're like what the hell was I thinking this entire time? Yeah, catfish basically proves that it doesn't work. Like, Love is Blind, like you said, was a joke because everybody was, like, good-looking for the most part. Yeah. James, do you have a tip? Yeah. My tip is just going to be simple. Drink a lot of water. It's hot out. You don't want to dehydrate. Nice. That was good. Or... Not not too much water. Yeah, though. not too much because there's always room for a little bit of that. What do you call it? Uh oh, that Pedialyte. Sp- yep, yep, Pedialyte. Are <laughs> oh, they talking about hot warm? Seltzer. I thought it was gonna be the hot warm seltzer. Yeah, that Pedialyte. No, I'm kind hot, of hot warm horsey. I mean, it would be nice if there was a hot warm seltzer Pedialyte flavored. Whoa. That'd be the perfect drink. But they're working on it. I, I heard. We should start working on. It. We need a collab with them. Yeah. Get that hot, warm pita like collab. Get on it. My tip is similar to Mike's. It's another thing to watch. I have not started this Netflix series, but I have high aspirations for it. It is Asperger's. too hot to handle Brazil. I, I think Ooh, it should be I've more wild that. than American. So I'll probably start. Did it you today. watch it, Jimmy? No, I've seen the. I've seen that on like. Oh, I just saw the ad. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it should be pretty wild. Ooh, also, if you're a fan of Trailer Park Boys, it's kind of unfortunate because they wanted to like make their own money and it it wasn't it's not like a Netflix uh thing right now. It's like they their own website where they set up uh Trailer Park Boys Jail. It's like a little spin-off series where it's like them in jail and it's $2 a month to sign up for SwearNet. But basically, you can watch the entire first season of it for $2. 
And I think it's 12 episodes, 20 minutes long, and there's like a mini-series also. But if you're a fan of Trailer Park Boys, it's worth the $2 to check it out. Cool. Thanks. That's something I'm not definitely going to do. Yeah, me neither, but thank you. Maybe someone yeah. will like it. I, I pass. How dare you? But I'll watch the stall when it comes out. <laughs> also, keep an eye out for critically ashamed podcast stickers that oh. we just ordered yesterday. You could stick them anywhere. If you know what I mean. You can stick them anywhere. Even on James's soft paint. Yep. With a sticker so malleable, you can encase the entire dinky in it. I'll take the number seven, and I want you to stick that sticker on my pickle, please. <laughs> Hold my pickle and put this sticker on it. All right. All right. That's the episode. Cool. I think we did it. What's our uh, What's our thing next week? The The movie with Chloe Moran? Yeah, I forget what it's called, but it's like... Pilot, fighter pilot Chloe, pilot, Perfect. World War Two, Chloe. It's uh, almost like Eagle Eye, but instead of Shia LaBeouf, it's Chloe Moran. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. Until next time. Bienvenidos, everybody. It's been a pleasure for James mostly. <laughs> <laughs>